You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We'll get to the NFL in just a bit. PGA Championship has teed off a bit of a delay because of some frost in the area. Uh, But they have started. The favorites uh, do not tee off for a little bit. Uh, But as far as some insights, uh, betting insights, highest ticket goes to John Rahm at 8.1%. Not far behind is Brooks Kepka. And then uh, Scotty Scheffler, the overall favorite at plus 750, uh, his tick is at 6.2%. As far as the handle is concerned, Rom is uh, leading the way with 11.2%, then Kepka, then Scheffler. So probably no major surprises as far as betting insights are concerned there. Uh, but still, though, uh, we should be in for a dandy PGA championship in colder conditions. <laughs> so let's get into uh, the NFL. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some dandy NFL win totals for you guys. Uh, win totals have been adjusted uh, in a rather short period of time. It was one week ago, guys, when we were talking about the beauty of the NFL schedule release show. And seven days later, uh, BetMGM has had to adjust uh, some win totals. So I figure let's go over uh, them one by one and kind of get your reactions to these. And uh, if this uh, perhaps adjusts, anything that you are looking at as far as these teams are concerned. Uh, the biggest one uh, that you know stands out to me, and it's something that Seamus was talking about uh, not that long ago, was that the Atlanta Falcons win total has gone from 7.5 to 8.5. So, Aaron, this was something that we were perhaps expecting, but to kind of see it on paper, now what do we do with the Falcons? I don't know if I'm sold on Desmond Ritter. I mean, you look at their schedule, it looks a bit lighter. So I could see where some of these wins can come from, but I could, we also don't know exactly which of these teams we're expecting to be bad. Are they going to be that bad? They obviously have Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. How is their defense? You know, I don't know if I'm right. sold on nine wins for the Falcons, to be honest. I think it's head scratching. I'm not sold at all. Not at all. I, I found this funny. Be, like, okay, first off, what's the reason for the movement? Is that Bijan love? Like, the it teams that drafted running backs very high are getting bet. Did you see that? Like, we'll get to Detroit mm-hmm. in a few minutes. They're up there. I don't know. Betters are stupid sometimes. <laughs> so maybe that's what that is. Uh, what I find interesting about the change with the Falcons is as Aaron uh, mentioned, their defense and the secondary has been awful for a number of years. And AJ Terrell has been hurt a lot. And how is that combination going to be? Can you get a healthy Terrell and you bring in Jeff Okuda? So maybe they're hoping that that's a big change. But 
in that division, I did not target the Falcons as the riser. And in, uh, in these notes from BetMGM on the early action, so you have the Falcons jumping out as a team that people are obviously betting on, win total going up a full win from 7.5 to 8.5. But also you have two, and two other NFC South teams mentioned as most popular under bets. So we're seeing this stance being taken in on the Falcons, out on the Bucks. Talked a little bit about them yesterday. I would agree with that. Out on Carolina. And I laughed because the team that we suggested you might want to back in that division is the one team that was not mentioned, the New Orleans Saints. So so they're they're buying the Falcons, selling the Bucks and Panthers, and nothing notable on the Saints, which is the team that we targeted. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And maybe all that suggests is that the Saints are the sharp. They're just sharp at this point. Like there's no real Mm -hmm. betting angle to take. And, you know, it it doesn't seem like division numbers uh, are all that different with the Saints compared with everyone else. And so maybe uh, some bettors are expecting value from the Falcons, maybe value uh, from the Panthers, you know, especially from, say, the Tuscaloosa crowd. Uh, But it is it is very odd that one of the arguments that we're going to be hearing a lot about the NFC South, whenever we're looking at one team in a vacuum and then comparing them with the rest of the division is, well, the division is weak, so they'll get some wins that way. Well, the team you're talking about is pretty weak as well. It's not like, okay, well, because they're in a weak division, they're just going to suddenly get some victories. No, if you are a bad team, you're not going to get those wins, Aaron. Also, the Saints have the best quarterback in the division. They have a really strong veteran defense. And oh my goodness, you look at their schedule. I thought, oh, maybe there's a, a spot to, you know, get a better number on the Saints. But man, Tennessee, Carolina, Green Bay, Tampa, New England, Houston, like they should get off to a nice start. That's seven. the angle I was going to attack. Yeah. Yeah. 5-0 and oh start. I haven't seen these numbers yet, but 5-0 and oh start, last undefeated team. Like those are two ways I'll definitely oh, with those okay. with that starting lineup. Absolutely, that. it's a Paul Aspen yeah. special. Ed, Ed, what do you think Has about the Falcons? Yet? No. <laughs> Ed, what do you think? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. No, I, I'm I'm fine that it's moved in that direction. Then that that's okay. fine by me. I don't I don't see that as closing line value per se. I think the Falcons uh, go under the the seven and a half, and if they go under eight and a half, well, that's fine by me. I mean, it you know. When you're drafting, I think the Lions and the Falcons are in very different positions as far as if, you know, you're grouping them together because they drafted running backs early. I feel like the Lions think they're almost there, if not there already. And if that's the case, <laughs> fine. You know, I, I wouldn't take a running back 12th overall. But if they think they're almost there, that is a move to suggest as much. The Falcons are not mm-hmm. almost there. They've got a long way to go. They do not know what they have in Desmond Ritter yet. So this idea that Bijan Robinson is going to be part of this super dynamic, creative running game, I mean, granted, Falcons were great in terms of outside runs last year, no doubt about it. 
mentioned that game against the Chargers where the Chargers are absolutely awful in terms of defending outside runs, and the Falcons nearly pulled off that upset. At the same time, it's not like Robinson being an upgrade is going to suddenly make that offense super-duper dynamic. What's the play-action game going to look like? What's the inside run game going to look like? What's the deep ball going to look like? Like, we don't really know what we have with Drake London just yet because, you know, his rookie campaign was, you know, a bit of a yawner. Not that he isn't a great player, but we don't know what we get out of him just yet. So Mm -hmm. there are so many questions that lead me to believe that they're still in rebuilding mode, and I don't want to believe that a team in rebuilding mode is going to have a winning record, no matter what the schedule indicates. Yeah, I, I also I agree. was looking at the the fact they have Taylor Heineke as their backup. I'm like, well, they probably need it because we don't know who Desmond Ritter <laughs> is, and I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Heineke is in there playing at some point. I wouldn't be shocked. You, you have they, set me up for this. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I was just, I was just going to add because we can move to the, the division that Aaron has covered a whole bunch. And, and what happened there? The other team that went up a full win. I don't understand it either. Like, what, what is it? Baltimore, eight and a half to nine and a half because Lamar got his contract done because you're bringing OBJ. Say Flowers is going to be dominant from the start. Uh, you have a different offensive coordinate. I, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe it's because that MGM is legal in that area and the Ravens fans are going to bet on them. But the, the AFC North action was intriguing because you've got Baltimore going up a full win. And then I know they have a rabid fan base, but Pittsburgh, the most popular over ticket at over eight and a half based on what exactly? Why are the Steelers going to go... Over their win total, I, I know Mike Tomlin always has a winning season. I understand that. But uh, that AFC North action, Aaron, was interesting. I agree because the 10 wins for the Ravens, they have a tough schedule. This is a much tougher schedule than what the Atlanta Falcons' schedule was. This is crazy to me. And also, a lot of Lamar's money is guaranteed, and I sure do hope he plays the majority of games, but history does not tell us that he is going to be on the field all the time. And I don't know if we, nobody knows if that's going to change. And also nobody knows what this offense is going to look like. Too many question marks for me to be like, yep, Ravens are getting at least 10 wins. That's a lot. So Aaron, you're lobbing a meatball at me. And here's why I like the Ravens over nine and a half. First of all, you're right that Lamar Jackson does not have a great injury history, no doubt about it. But what the Ravens do have is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. You look mm-hmm. at uh, you know different metrics, EPA, CPOE, composite is the one that I like. And you look at how Jackson performed last season. He was 15th among all quarterbacks in EPA, CPOE, composite. But Tyler Huntley was 26th. So he was better than some starting quarterbacks in the NFL and better than just about every backup quarterback. So yeah, it is a bit of a drop-off in terms of overall quality when you go to Huntley, but it's not a massive one. And so even if Jackson is not 100% healthy, Aaron, I still feel like that this offense is in a pretty good position to continue whatever momentum that they have and win some football games that way. That's a good point. Do you like it at minus 150? Probably. 
Yeah. I, I, oh, you I do? Hate it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Over yeah. nine and a half wins, is it minus 150? Now it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ed. Friends don't <laughs> like friends like bad bets like that. <laughs> All right. They, they could get we'll to check 11. In, just like I your like angels 11. and rangers. We're going up against each uh, other with that. Please. We're going up against each other. <laughs> tete a tete. I like it. All right. As far as line movement, that has decreased. Uh, we've talked about why we want to fade the LA Rams. And I think a lot of people are agreeing with us that they have gone, as far as win totals concerned, from seven and a half to six and a half. Now, granted, also in that division – the Arizona Cardinals, uh, most bet under tickets, under five and a half at minus 150. The public still thinks that Arizona uh, could wind up getting the number one overall pick next year. Uh, but the Rams in this division, uh, public doesn't like them either, Aaron. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this Rams team. I mean, I do like Sean McVay, but uh, I'm I, maybe I'll just wait and see. They've got a tough schedule to start. Even, even after moving a full win down, I still think it's bettable at under six and a half. That's how rough I think this season's going to be for the Rams. And on the Arizona side, my guess is that uh, much of the public reacting to what was coming out of the Cardinals and how far away Kyler is, uh, I still mm-hmm. I still like the, like the over. Certainly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we talk baseball and hockey right here on the BetQL Network.